All right. Welcome back to the Dragon's Library, everybody. Now, today we've got something weird, because it's not something really recent, and it's also not something uh, that you would think I'd probably been doing. So, today we're going to be reviewing the Tom and Jerry movie. And I know this came out a while ago. This came out, like, almost, I think over three months now. No, no, like, like two and a half months now. So, it's been out for, like, two and a half months. Um, and tr to be honest, I just couldn't figure out anything else to review at the time, and I was about to leave for a trip, so I just decided, you know what the heck, I'll just go see this Tom and Jerry movie I've been seeing some ads for. Uh, <laughs> it's alright. It's a fun movie. It's perfectly serviceable. does what it comes here to do. Uh, and yeah. But before I got into the movie, I just wanted to, like, explain my, I guess, connection to the Tom and Jerry franchise, because believe it or not, I've actually watched a shocking amount of this. <laughs> See, I used to spend uh, summers at my dad's office in the morning, so I ended up watching a lot of Tom and Jerry episodes and even like those straight TV movies they were making for a while. Um, basically, most summers in the morning, I would at least catch like one or two episodes of it because they were running constantly on Cartoon Network uh, during that time. So. As a result, I actually have a shocking amount of experience with Tom and Jerry. I've watched like four of the, I think, I think I've seen like four or five of the animated movies. Uh, and by the way, for those of you who don't know, they've been continuing to make stuff like this all the way since I think the last thing they made was in 2016. Uh, yeah, 2016, 2014. They've been continuing to make stuff for this, like on a regular basis. <laughs> So yeah, um, anyway, let's get into the movie itself. So, Tom and Jerry is basically set in a live-action world um, where all the animals are animated animals. So they're all, you know, super cartoony and have, uh, you know, the Looney Tunes-style uh, stretching and just warping reality around them, that kind of stuff that, that cartoon characters do. Uh, think the mask, but not with horrifying results. And you'll get, you'll basically get it. Well, I guess the movies didn't have horrifying results, but the comics did, so. Uh, anyway. You know, maybe I should, like, put down all the references I'm making, the bottom of the description. I'll think about it, I'll think about it. But anyway, let's get to this. Um, so, Tom and Jerry uh, show up in New York. They've apparently stopped living with whatever people ended up housing him. I think they've gone to, like, so many owners. I'm just thinking, they had, like, that one witch owner in that one series... Uh, Tom had the, like, four different families he's been he's been with, and, like, you know, all the old women and stuff like that. And then you have, oh, God, just all the different time periods. Are they immortal or something? I'm genuinely curious. Like, I say this is a joke, but I'm genuinely curious, because I'm, I've never bothered to look up the canon history of Tom and Jerry, like, if there is one. But, like, are they just, like, immortal animal animal gods or something? Like, that would make a lot of sense. Huh. <laughs> Why am I thinking about this? Uh, uh, I am way too bored. Uh, anyway, so we start out with some high, cartoon hijinks. You know, Tom chasing Jerry. Tom trying to do something. Jerry getting involved. Uh, Tom getting angry at Jerry. Starts chasing him. You know. Mouse, mouse outsmarts cat. Cat manages to catch mouse. Mouse manages to break away. Rinse, repeat. Add in cartoon slapstick. Um, and eventually, and during one of their early like chase sequences, they manage to. Uh, there's this lady who's apparently doing just like this 
It's very unclear. It's par- she's apparently doing like an Uber kind of thing, but she's not like riding places. It's, and she mentions like helping somebody like paint and something like that. And she was delivering clothes. So I think it's just like a random uh, task or a random help kind of app or something. It's really unclear, and I don't think it's based on any real app. So she has like she gets fired because she uh, apparently thinks their antics didn't make the delivery, um, and a lot of their clothing was like strewn all over Central Park as a result. Um, and she goes to this hotel where she, that she apparently thinks the doorman recognizing her. Uh, we get the idea that she apparently comes here to grab like part of the free buffet uh, every once in a while. But you know, obviously not doing good. And she sees this person who's about to interview for a job. Um, thanks because they have this, it's a really prestigious hotel and they have this big event coming up. So she manages to trick her into thinking she failed some kind of like secret test interview where she was supposed to be, you know, annoying, uh, customer, uh, which actually I gotta admit, she's very good at doing like the whole, she's very confident and she's very, very good at like convincing people she belongs there or means to be somewhere. Um... And, like, she's actually pretty good at lying. She's a pretty good, she might be a pretty good con artist. Uh, and she ends up, yeah, she ends up doing that. So she steals the resume, uh, manages to trick them into thinking it's her resume. And it's really, it's like a, you know, really prestigious hotel, list of hotels, and they don't even follow up on it. And so she gets, you know, the job. And so her whole thing is she's a temporary hire, uh, for this big celebrity wedding. Um, and yeah. And the surprising part is, she turns out to be very competent at this. Like, most of the time when you see this kind of premise in a comedy show, the person is going to be, like, bad at the job, like, constantly messing things up, and people will be like, how were you working at these places? But, like, she, like okay, so the whole thing is that she didn't even know this celebrity like, couple was a thing. Like, she didn't even know these people existed until, like, that morning. But while she's on, like, the tour, you know, getting the walk-around tour that same day, she said she could totally start that day, um... They have, the couple arrives a bit early and they have to go greet them. And so she suddenly knows everything. She's like, oh yeah, I follow you on Instagram. It's like, oh, so she was like checking them on Twitter and social media and following up on all of them and like researching them, uh, while she was putting, while she was getting ready for the tour. It's like, okay, so she's actually good at this. And she's really good at like helping them with their stuff throughout the hotel. You know, she helps find the ring. She has, you know, trying to talk them down and she's very polite and she's, like, surprisingly competent at this new job she's at. Um, which, I like that. Like, I feel like if you're gonna have a character we're supposed to root for, and they've, like, falsified their entry into a job, don't have them ruin it through their own incompetence. Have them, like, actually be good at what they're doing. That, that, it makes them a lot more likable, you know? Like, I've seen this kind of, this, this, like, um, stock plotline in a lot of different places, but this is the first time I've actually been like, you know what, I'm kind of rooting for this person because, you, you know, they actually might be good at this job. And the overriding message of the thing is basically against, like, massive resumes. It's like saying, hey, we, you know, companies should look more at what you can actually do, like, give you actual tests instead of uh, looking only at where you've worked before, which I think is kind of dumb because a resume is literally a list of the places you've worked before and how well you've done there. Uh, uh, I'm not sure I agree with the thesis of the film, like, it's overriding message, but, I mean, I do admit she is surprisingly confident, and it makes me wonder why she didn't get a job somewhere else before, because she's obviously pretty good at this stuff, like, I feel like she could have, like, gotten a job at a hotel and slowly worked her way up, um, I don't know. The, to be honest, they're just not that important. I came here for jo- Tom and Jerry Slapstick, and you get a lot of that, so, uh, t- Jerry has been infiltrating the hotel and stealing things, 
and you know, they find out a mouse in the hotel. They have this big wedding coming up, and they're like, "All right, we need to get rid of this. But we need to do it quietly." So, as the new hire, she decides she's you know wants to prove herself. She says, "Oh, I can get rid of a mouse. It's no big deal." Uh, the mouse turns out to be really annoying. So she notices Tom trying to get into the hotel because he's been chasing Jerry, um, and she basically just tricks them into hiring him as a you know security cat or whatever. Uh, and, you know, Tal and Jerry and him have these fights. Uh, one of the managers is really suspicious of her, and his actions end up get, causing a lot of damage. So he ends up being put on, like, leave, and she ends up taking over the wedding. And she actually even gets Tom and Jerry to, like, stop fighting. And she's like, all right, look, I will figure out something for you two, but you have to promise you to stop fighting. And as a test, on the day of the big wedding, when they have to get everything ready, she sends them out to, you know, have fun together. So it's like, okay, I'm going to make sure they can get along, but I'm also going to get them out of the way for the wedding. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's pretty smart. And it would have worked. It actually almost worked. But the uh, manager, who's still a little bitter because she knows she didn't really get rid of the mouse, uh, actually get rid of the mouse, get rid of the mouse, you know, kill him. Um, she He thinks, you know, she was plotting all this and trying to destroy him. But really, it's just kind of a random accident and her trying to do the best with, you know, the new thing she positioned she meant to worm her way into. Um Decides to bring Tom and Jerry back and get, make them fight in the middle of the uh, the wedding after he sees they got uh, arrested at a baseball game by the pet dog catchers or the, you know, pest control or whatever. So, the wedding gets all ruined. And, you know, the couple have been fighting about, oh, we don't need to be this scrapping and you're not listening to me. And they, you know, have this whole scene where, oh, we got to fix this. So she goes and tries to convince them to have a second wedding in Grand Central Park since they can't do the wedding there anymore because it's all been ruined. And, you know, Tom and Jerry have to unite to save the wedding. And I, look, I like some of the Tom and Jerry stuff. I do. And this protagonist actually isn't as awful as I thought it should be. She's still not great. Honestly, I think most of, like, the stuff she gets into is kind of her fault and... Really, I think in most most circumstances, nobody would nobody would be opposed to just kind of just being done with her. Like she caused at least a few thousand dollars in damages at one point. I mean, the other point part, some of the parts were definitely the managers, but near the end, it's like, eh, like, and there's this whole scene where she's like, "I won't tell them you did," and I'm like, "Why don't you tell them you did?" Like he, like he, you actually were doing good at this, and he wasn't even fired. He was literally just, "Hey, dude." You're getting a little excessive. You started, like, grabbing her and, you know, shouting at her in public. You are a manager. You're supposed to have a bit of tact in front of our guests. If you had a problem with her, you should, you know, take it off to the side. And, of course, they have a really eccentric actual boss, so that's part of the problem. But at the same time, he wasn't even fired. Like, she just, he was just not going to be there for the main, main event. And it's like, you know, I think his, uh, ruin this really important wedding and try and blame it on her was a bit excessive. Like, the character's actions aren't as, uh, consistent. I don't know. Like, he's constantly like, this is a really important thing. Oh, fun fact, the manager is the best friend from Ant-Man. Yeah, that guy? Yeah, he's the, he's the, uh, like, event manager guy. And it's like, oh, that's, it, like, he's funny, but he's also kind of an a-hole. Like, he, don't get me wrong, like, he gets, like, the suspicious vibes from her, but he takes it a bit too far, especially when he starts, like, shouting and, like, ripping through her coat trying to find the mouse, and it's like, okay, dude, you're in public and you're in a manager. You should, like, be taking her off to the side and saying, come here, come here off to the side, I need to talk with you private, and then going and grabbing. You don't just, like, grab, like, there's no way that couldn't look long, like, it just makes it a little, like, how is he a manager at, like, this really extravagant hotel? Then again, all the other people working there are weird, too. Uh, so I guess it's just, you know, one of those quirky hotels that you see in TV and TV alone. But yeah. Um, anyway, all in all, 
movie's okay. It's not great. Uh, the Tom and Jerry stuff is wonderful, though. All the different gags they have with a lot of the animals. Uh, you know, they have a lot of animals, too, here. They start with these pigeons, and they have Tom and Jerry, obviously. They have these alley cats. Uh, they have Spike, the big guard dog. If you're not hugely familiar with Tom and Jerry, you probably know that. He's, like, one of the pets of the groom. And they have this really nice, like, female lady cat for Tom, who he's, like, in love with at first sight. Uh, and he always, he has, like, several moments in the film where he's just watching her, like, love-struck or playing the piano and something like that. And Jerry will just, like, you know, it's like, you're not paying attention to me anymore. I'm gonna roll a bowling ball in your hand while you're playing. That'll get your attention and get things back on track. And I just, oh, I, I like Tom and Jerry antics. What can I say? I'm a sucker for good Tom and Jerry. Say what you will about this film, but it does actually have some good Tom and Jerry gags. Things with bowling balls, you know, front, um... Irons, irons to the face. I don't think they do an anvil, though, but that's never really been as much a Tom and Jerry thing as been a Looney Tunes thing, so uh, they've always been more household objects rather than just random acne stuff. So, yeah. Uh, not much, too much to say about this movie, to be honest. It's just, like, a pretty good comedy movie with a Tom and Jerry framework, to be honest. Like, I feel like you could have uh, replaced the problem hotel with basically anything, and taking the animated animals and Tom and Jerry stuff out of the movie, and it would have worked just as well. Like, it's pretty much the same as that stock movie that I literally just described. You know, pers- underqualified person, fakes a resume, gets into this place, uh, manages to mess up a major event, and then has to deal with the consequences and eventually save everything, so they can be like, oh, well, maybe we should hire you anyway. Uh, and I've just never liked that stock plot that much, but to be fair, it does a really good job of what I already think is a pretty poor stock plot, so I do have to give that a bit of credit for that. I think I would have preferred it if it was more focused on Tom and Jerry, though, than the, than the like, celebrity marriage and all that. Maybe it's just because I just do not care about the celebrity couple at all. Like, I just do not. I care more about their pets than I do. Spike, is al- Spike has always been a lot of fun just because he's, like, the big muscle guy. Uh, you do not mess with me. And the new cat, Toots, I think her name was. Yeah, it's Toots or something like that. And uh, she's fun. She's actually the more competent cat. Okay, I forgot about that. Okay, so when the uh, the famous cat Toots, when she finds Jerry originally, she actually almost ends Jerry. She almost eats him. In like 15 seconds, she gets closer to killing Jerry than Tom has gotten in the last like decade. And I just laughed so hard. It's like, of course she's more competent. Tom is Tom. He's an idiot. <laughs> oh. Like, anytime Jerry's around her, it feels like he's actually in danger. Whereas around Tom, it's like, you know he's going to survive. Uh, so I did, re- I do admit, I did like that. So yeah, that's about it. All right. On uh, Friday, we're going to be going over and reviewing uh, Nice Dragons Finish Last by Rachel Aaron. It's the first book in the Heartstriker series. Uh, and I might also be eventually reviewing their uh, spinoff series, the DFZ series. But first, I'm going to go over that one. So yeah, uh, you can look forward to that on Friday. If you're interested in uh, you know keeping up to date with what we're doing, you can follow us at, at the Dragons Library on Twitter. And you can also email me at thedragonslibrary.main at gmail.com. So if you have some, you know, thing that you want me to review or watch or comment on, uh, you can just email me and I'll, you know, see if I want to give it a try. And if I do, hey, I might even give you a, give you a shout out. Sounds cool. All right. See you on Friday. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. 
and thank you for listening to the Dragon's Library. Please, subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week, and you can follow us on Twitter at dragon underscore library 2. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. As always, thank you so much for all your support.